Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, October 29th. Pugnacious Prayer. Today's scripture reading is found in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18-20 through 20 from the Message Translation, which reads, Prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. And don't forget to pray for me. Pray that I'll know what to say and have the courage to say it at the right time, telling the mystery to one and all, the message that I, jailbird preacher that I am, am responsible for getting out. This is God's Word. It's what is truly the peak moment from the movie Gettysburg. Okay, what else? Union troops have just barely won the race to the high ground of Little Round Top just minutes before seasoned and elite Confederate troops from Texas and Alabama stormed the heights to unhinge the entire Federal line. Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, in command of the 20th Maine, is on the far left of the entire Union line. And he knows if they go, everything goes. And in those moments, prior to the impending assault, he gathers his junior officers and lays out what this moment will demand of them. Gentlemen, the 83rd Pennsylvania, 44th New York, and 16th Michigan will be moving into our right. But if you look to our left, you will see that there is no one there. It's because we're the end of the line. The Union Army stops here. We are the flank. Do you understand, gentlemen? We cannot retreat. We cannot withdraw. We're going to have to be stubborn today. So you put the boys in position, you tell them to stay down, pile the rocks up high, get the best protection you can. I want the reserve pulled up about 20 yards. This is sloping ground, it's, it's good ground. If you have any breakthroughs, if you have men wounded, if you have a hole in the line, you plug it with a reserve. How are we fixed for ammunition? Sir, I, I think about 60 rounds per man. Chamberlain responds, that's good, 60 rounds, I think. Yes, that's adequate. Any questions? The young officer says, Colonel, seems to me the fighting's on that side of the hill. Older officer says, yep, seems to me that we're the back door. Everything's going on at the front door. And everyone but Chamberlain laughs. Chamberlain says, well, gentlemen, that hill is steep. It's rocky. It's bare to come straight up. It, uh, it's impossible. No, the Reb Army is going to swing around. It's going to come up through that notch right over there. It'll move under the cover of trees, try to get round the flank. And gentlemen, we are the flank. Gentlemen, God go with you. Foster calls prayer in the face of the enemy, in the surge of conflict, in the heat of the battle that is life. He calls it authoritative prayer. Like Jesus in the midst of the storm, rising up in the boat and shouting, Siopa, in the Greek text, which we translate rather lamely, at least in my opinion, as peace. But what Siopa means is much more abrupt, like our shut up. 
Notice he didn't pray a psalm on this occasion or commence with a formulaic, Our Father in heaven, we beseech thee in the face of this storm that by your mercies and if it is your will that it would begin to calm now or at least in the next few moments. And if not, that somehow you will permit this boat to stay afloat miraculously and that in the meantime as we continue to sink now standing in water up to our knees that you would nevertheless fill us with a fresh awareness of your holy presence even as we slip beneath the waves okay jesus didn't pray that jesus spoke directly to the situation his prayer embedded in a singular imperative shut up quiet and it worked. There was a calm as deep as the storm was violent. Authoritative prayer isn't a bad handle for that, but I will call it here pugnacious prayer. Pugnacious meaning eager or willing to fight, coming from the Latin word pugnus, meaning fist. Yes, prayer can have and often must have fists. Fists of faith, if not fists of fury, that is essentially parallel to the 60 rounds of ammo for each one of those muskets among the 386 men of the 20th Maine on Little Round Top. I suppose we could also call it stubborn prayer, because we're going to have to be stubborn today. Stubborn prayer that's not so much seeking to go out and pick a fight, like William Wallace and Braveheart, which is, generally speaking, unwise but rather is refusing to blanch or back down from one when it comes. Because sometimes we are the end of the line for one another. Sometimes we are the flank. Sometimes we need to refuse the flank. Sometimes we need to be stubborn today, to pray long and hard for our brothers and sisters, to keep our eyes open, to keep our spirits up, so that no one falls behind or drops out. Because sometimes we are the flank. And gentlemen and gentlewomen, God go with you. So as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. When's the last time you found yourself in prayer more barking orders than meekly submitting a tentative request for hope for divine acquiescence? When is it in order for us to bark an order in the midst of the storm? And when is it maybe a bit presumptuous? How do we know the difference? Lord, teach us to pray. So asked your disciples, not teach us to give, not teach us to sing, not teach us to lead, not teach us to study, not even teach us to teach, but teach us to pray. So teach us to pray, to pray with prayer even, to like really, really pray, like Elijah of old, like Mary with her, let it be to me as you say, like you in the garden or from the tree unfold a whole new bandwidth of prayer in me and let the world and me be thereby changed as trees are uprooted and cast into the sea as mountains shift as seas part and this life right here is made whole through your spirit with upon and in us amen